Welcome to Positively Dad. My name is James Shaw. I'm your host. I'm a dad. My wife, Terry, and I have a seven-year-old daughter named Naomi and started Positively Dad earlier this year just to be a resource to you so we can grow as parents and people and partners. And this is one of our Dad Talk episodes. We do these every Thursday where I just find a dad from somewhere around the world and we talk about being a dad. On Mondays, we release an episode where I talk to an expert about something that maybe we should think about as dads, maybe have a conversation that we haven't had and help us just grow and get better. So those come out on Mondays. And then the one you're listening to now, this is the Dad Talk, where I just interview a dad about being a dad. And uh, you know, my goal is for us just to learn from each other so that we can continue to get better, we can continue to grow, and, and, and just really uh, become great dads. And that's why you're listening, because you'd like to be a great dad. So I thank you for doing that. Today we're going to talk to somebody who I think is a pretty awesome dad. Now, I've known this family for quite some time. We met through Keller Williams, which is the company I work for. They also work for Keller Williams. And uh, his name is Craig Zuber. He and his wife, Nicole, have two teenagers. And um, I met them many years ago. I went out to Boise, Idaho to teach a a class out there. And that's where I met Nicole and, and Craig. And they have a dynamite real estate business. And then the last several years of their life... Have, has been one about chasing some dreams and opportunities. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because I talk to a lot of people who go, you know, someday I'd like to do blank. You know, wouldn't it be great if someday we could do whatever? And Craig and Nicole just decided to make someday happen. And they packed up their stuff and their two teenagers and left Boise, Idaho and went and lived for a year in Hawaii. And that was because it was something that had been on their mind to do. They had a successful business running in Boise. They found the right people to run it. And they said, okay, kids, we're going. And I want you to think about that. You've got kids getting ready to go into high school, and you're going to take them away from all their friends and go do a year in Hawaii. And then after that year in Hawaii, they packed up, and they didn't go back to Boise. They went to Austin, Texas, which is where they live now. And so we're going to talk to Craig a little bit about what that was like, what it's like to really make a decision about following your dreams and what's important to you. What, do you, what does he think his kids learned in that process? What reservations did they have about it? And what's, like, what's life like now that they're settled in Austin? So I'm excited to have the conversation. Let's jump on in. Craig, thank you so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm happy to have you. Thanks tell, for having t- me. My pleasure. Tell us a little bit about your family. You and your wife live in Austin, Texas, right? And you've got two kids. Tell us about your family. We do. Yep. So we live in Austin, Texas. We've been here now for about 16 months. Uh, love it. Uh, my son is Zach Zuber, and he is 16 years old in, let's see, he's a junior at Lake Travis High. Mm-hmm. And my daughter is about uh, two weeks away from turning 14. And she goes to Hudson Bend, which uh, actually feeds into uh, Lake Travis High as well. So next All year right. she'll be attending high school. Wow, that's awesome. And you and the kids and and your wife, uh, Nicole, have been on quite the adventure over the last couple of years. I mean, you guys you know, lived in Boise, Idaho, and then you went and kind of fulfilled this dream of yours for a year and took the kids with you. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, sure thing. Yep. So we were in uh, Boise, Idaho, basically for 15 years raising the kids and uh, made the decision to uh, follow the path of a life by design. And instead of waiting until we're retired, we took the leap and chose to relocate to Oahu, Hawaii for a year with the kids in a, in a pretty pivotal 
or a pretty pivotal period of time. Because at that yeah. point, when we made that decision, my son was actually going into high school. Yeah. So you take so him away from his friends, the- right? I mean, you take him away from his friends and go and, hey, we're going to Hawaii. I imagine, I mean, I think kids would be excited about that and scared at the same time. So it's interesting, uh, James, that as a parent, you can sit down, you can you can ask questions, and you can do your best to prepare them. And honestly, until they actually got there, I don't know that any of that set in, right? So you go to you're going to go to a, a place like Hawaii, and in their mind, which I, I'm speaking for them at this moment in time, and, and thinking that in their mind, this is a just like being on vacation. Right. Until you get there and, and this is, yes, you're in paradise. Mm-hmm. And yes, you are disconnected from your friends. So those friends, mm-hmm. those childhood friends and um, that transition, it actually, it, it was definitely easier than I expected mm-hmm. as a parent. Uh, and there were still a few challenges just in the, in that, in the context of, wow, not only is it, uh, you made a move, you made a significant move. Right. You're now 2,500 miles away, Pacific Ocean between you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the connection with their friends with technology these days actually helped with that transition because they were still able to communicate with their Idaho friends during making the Hawaii transition. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, we live in Florida, so it's kind of like, you know, the, you, people do more than vacation in these places. People live there and work there and go to school there and have a normal life there. And so for that year, you guys experienced that with them. What, how, you know, what, what was that like for your family to, to have that year there to kind of fulfill that dream and yet have, you know, basically teenagers with you on, in this process? Well, it was, uh, it, it was a lot of fun and, and learned a lot, a lot of experiences because now they're getting to understand um, they're in a place that um, massively cultured and surrounding themselves with people from all over the planet. So when they, when they embedded themselves in these schools, it, it was interesting because it wasn't just, Hey, um, we have people from the Hawaiian islands. It was people from all over the world. And so for them, the cultural experience, and for us as well, was phenomenal. They re- they really did enjoy it. Looking back, is there is there anything that stands out that that you are just thankful for that you had that year there? You know, as a parent, is there just anything that you go, "Gosh, I'm just so happy we did this because of blank." Uh, because of, I would say from a as a parent from the parental perspective. The thing that I would look at and say is our showing, leading the path for our kids, showing them that, look, we can take a leap. We can take risks. There, um, the, the possibilities are endless when you put your mind to something. And so where, where you have the confidence in your, basically it was, it was our own little tribe of teaching them art. Look, communicate with each other. It's us four. Um, just having the confidence to show them that you don't have to wait to, to, to go after your dreams and see what's possible was uh, was huge for the family. 
Yeah, I bet because you guys had, uh, I mean, and and you, know, you had a very thriving business in Boise. That you're stepping away from being in there every day it didn't mean you weren't involved in the business every day. You just weren't walking in the office and seeing face to face with the people, and um, you know, go out and make this leap. So there are some powerful lessons in there for the kids of. You know, hey, if we're going to be parents that say anything is possible, well, then we should show them that pretty much anything is possible. That was it. That that was that was the key factor, um, is showing them the strength and 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 not only that, but listening to them when when it was time, it was we're all afraid. We didn't have this all figured out. We all had some fears, and so for them to also see that you can have fear, overcome those fears, take the leap have the confidence, believe in yourself as a, as a person and as a human being and as a family unit was phenomenal. I bet. So you did your year there and then opportunity shows up and you guys go, okay, now we're going to Texas. So we got to pack everything up again. And, uh, and, and, and I mean, that's a long way away. So what was that transition like for them? So the transition itself, as far as packing things up, was a little slimmer than what it would have been like if you were to take everything and relocate it. So when we actually left to go to the to, to the island, we didn't. We each got two two full size. Believe us or not, we're going there for a year. Each person gets two full size suitcases. That's what we packed. Mm-hmm. We didn't pack up everything. So when mm-hmm. we made that transition back, it was coming back in and in, in getting everything that we had from the from our storage unit and then going off to Austin. So right. as far as the transition itself, again, a little fear because they just made that transition for a year and now they're going to make another huge one. And, it, and it's still a pivotal um, time in their life. So right. now we're going to be a sophomore during this transition. Mm-hmm. My daughter's going into middle school. So um, pretty much the same types of conversations. But I t- this is what I can tell you is that they trusted and had faith in us to make that decision mm-hmm. just based on the experience that they had, what they got accomplished and what they did in Hawaii and where we chose to relocate in the Austin area. They knew that it was completely focused on them, putting them in an environment that would challenge them, making sure it was the right school districts to help set them up for success, the right athletic um, departments for for sports. And if you rewind now to today, James, 15 months later, the connections that they have, the relationships that they have, the camaraderie that they've developed and how they've excelled in the environment um, I've had both these conversations with my, my daughter and my son, and they feel like they've been here for um, their whole life. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it sounds like that you guys just, you do a really good job of kind of setting an expectation and, and just, hey, we're on an adventure and we're in it together and we're going to feel the fear and do it anyway and, and just have fun. I mean, they've likely had more experiences at 14 and 16 than some people will have in their lifetime. <laughs> that could be. Uh, wh- one of the things that I will say as an asterisk to this, though, is that when the the reservation that both of the kids had when it came to relocating to Austin was not knowing for sure, 
if this was a, is this just because we just did this in the island, is this actually a temporary move? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or are we going all in here? Mm-hmm. And it, it took a little, that was not an overnight success, just so we're clear. Yep. It took a solid probably four to five months for them to really get their head wrapped around. Um, we're staying here. You guys are going to, you guys are going to finish school here. We're all in. Right. And a lot they, of that, one of the big first steps with that, James, was like they saw in Hawaii for the first time in, I don't know, 20 years of my life, we didn't purchase mm, a property. Yeah. When we came right. to Austin, it was our number one priority. Purchase the property, show the kids, we're all in. And, uh, getting embedded in the community and we we did that together so it was about a three to four month transition and they and they got their head wrapped around we're staying we're good yeah because it was uh, i could imagine they're going okay a year from now you know are you going to tell us we're moving to madison wisconsin or something like that right so um maybe they're going hey we'd like to stay here for a little bit and austin's a good town to do that in when you yes, there was that it, there was a little looking over their shoulder i, I promise for like the first three to four months like i sure. said where uh are you looking at other places? Are you uh-huh. having conversations? Any any kind of conversations that they would be overhearing is like, uh oh, does that mean we're going there? And it was just <laughs> business conversations, right? About somebody living in Florida, right? So, right. You can come down here though. We'd be happy. The house right next door to us is for sale. Come on <laughs> over. So, um, when you look back then at the year in Hawaii, do you have anything that you regret about that when it comes to your family? Oh, regret. Honestly, no, I, I don't. It was a good thing for you guys. It was a, it was a great thing, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's interesting that you asked that question. Um, wh- here's, here's why the, the significance of that question, James, is that one of the, one of the bold experiences that I was, had an opportunity to be a part of with Jake was when I, I went all in looking at that my future self and really really taking to heart what does a life of no regrets what does that mean and a life of no regrets is actually that commitment of a life of no regrets is the commitment that got us to the island so to say well did you have is there anything that you regretted while you were there mm. Not not family wise, no. I mean, could I have spent more time diving? Maybe, but we spent so much time in the water, yeah, uh, and and met so many people. And it, it, interesting, interesting thing is, uh, Oahu is a pretty good destination um, place for people. So the amount of uh, people that we hadn't seen for for quite some time, you actually being one of them, right? We actually saw we actually saw on the island because uh, great de- travel destination. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was so funny that that I'm out there to teach this bold class that you're talking about. And I'm so I'm out to teach that. And Terry and Naomi have come with me and I'm out running one day and I get a text from your wife that goes, are you in Honolulu? <laughs> I go, yes. And she goes, well, we are, too. And yeah, how fun. I mean, we, we got to come over to your house and have dinner with you and the kids played. And and so, yeah, people would come to you. And um, and yeah, I, I think I love what you're saying that if we're going to live a life of no regrets, then I guess, you know, we can learn from our experiences and take those and move them forward. We're not going to regret them. 
That's correct. Yeah. So what outside of that, then I want to get some advice from you to dads. I just have so much respect for you and the way you think and uh, just the person you are that I think some dads need to learn from you. And, and, and this conversation is really valuable too. So at the end of the day, that one year in Hawaii is obviously going to be something that your family remembers forever. And there are some lessons learned there that your kids will take with them forever and probably pass down through generations. What do you think some of those are? Um, being vulnerable. Um, you know, it, it's one thing to, uh, it's one thing as a dad to, uh, to believe that you always have to have the Superman vest on, but honestly, the transparency with the kids and the vulnerability with the kids and then showing them the path of how to overcome that vulnerability and to take charge in your life it is a huge lesson, right? Like I, I thought I needed to be Superman when I was when I was raising the kids when they were younger. And when you when they when they're coming into their teens and their transitional years, they need to understand that you can connect with them. That you you were going through those types of things at that age as well, and helping them like bringing in stories from potentially your past, right? And for them to be able to connect the dots, I think is just, it's one of those lessons that uh, they got to be okay that you, that you take extreme ownership for where you're at in your life uh, and not make mistakes or not, not make mistakes, make all kinds of mistakes, but make sure right. that you're the one taking response. You're taking ownership and responsibility for the choices that you make is key. Yeah. And learning from those and growing from those. And that, I mean, that's why in our house, I like to ask, you know, what did you learn today as opposed to, you know, how did you mess up or what mistake happened? Or, or, or when something bad happens, we go, well, what did you learn from that? What's the opportunity there? Because that's, that's really what it is. Um, let me ask you some questions then. If you were going to talk to some dads and with your experience with teenagers now and the moves that you've done, the businesses that you've built and been involved in, the success that you've had, and you were going to just talk with some dads about here are some things we as dads should think about to be great. What are some of those? Have patience. Uh, have patience. Uh, meet them where they're at. So if you ever get to that place where maybe you, you see some actions or, or you're potentially a little frustrated, um, for myself, I, I was. This is lessons learned from being in the organization that we're that we're currently in and, and learning from. Is that look, if I'm seeing something inside of them that is frustrating to me, what is really causing that frustration inside of me? And then when, I'm, when you take the time and you have the patience to meet them where they're at, to realize and listen, to ask them the questions of um, what they're going through, what they are learning, what challenges that they're currently facing, um, digging deeper with them instead of taking the surface level answers of just, hey, is everything okay? Being more specific with them because you got to just, you know, I'm not an assumptive guy, but if you're going to lean that way, assume that they're going through challenges with these transitions 
and and care enough to ask them about those those experiences and help them through them. Do you, I, I I'm hearing be able to be connected, be connected and communicate with each other. And I'm thinking you've got teenagers. How in the world are you that connected? And, and and communicate so well with teenagers. I mean, everyone says they're just supposed to be like, hey, how was school? Fine. And that's it. How, how do you stay so connected? Well, so first of all, we should probably be clear. Like, it is a work in progress. All right. This, there is, I, I'm learning from them as much as they're learning from me. And I do not have this all figured out. That's the, that's, that's the first and foremost is, is the, I don't know that there's the right map or the necessary like protocol. I just know for myself that if my temperature, my blood temperature is going up and my frustration is going up or um, I don't like what I see that I have to go, I have to actually have the patience to slow down to reflect. And when I do that, the outcome is always positive. Yeah. Hit that pause button for a minute. You told me earlier to listen to, listen to them. Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. Tell me what. Tell me about it. Tell me what it means. Well, tell me what you're yeah, really going through. Like things like that. Like really, just like care enough to ask and and listen. We can accomplish amazing things when we pause for a minute and just listen to what our kids are saying. Now, again, I mean your your kids are much older than Naomi is. Although you've met Naomi, I I, I have found this is what surprised me the most about having now a second grader in my house. She's ridiculously smart and observant and that I I maybe don't always give her the credit to what kind of how much attention she's paying to things. And you can have actual like conversations and um, even learn just in talking with kids because they they are so aware and the the filter isn't necessarily there. They'll just tell you. You got to ask. When you ask and you listen, you're, you nailed it, James. I mean, there are times that I've had conversations, um, and I'm using myself because we're having this conversation. I'm going to say myself and my bride because she's phenomenal at this as well. Mm-hmm. But, yes, they are observant. And the things that they pay attention to and will and feed back to you when you ask for feedback. That's, that, you know, you asked me a question a couple of minutes ago, and I don't know if I had the right – well, it's not a right response. My response is – I ask for feedback from my kids as well in regards to how am I doing as a dad? Mm -hmm. Well, what do they tell you? um, They tell me the truth. (laughs) They, They tell me that, they tell me that you are great on the fun side. You're great on these, uh, on certain pieces and that, I've needed to work on the patience. So the things that I'm that I'm walking you through, that is that is a direct reflection of me asking them. Dad, well, we, you got to slow down. Dad, yeah. you didn't hear what I said. Dad, you you coach at a professional level across the country, and then mm-hmm. when it comes to us, sometimes you're going a little too fast. Mm. Well, I mean, how valuable is that to go ask them that? I mean, that just helps you grow as a person and 
gosh, to actually ask the question, get an authentic answer, not like, oh, dad, you're I'm the best dad. I mean, they gave you legitimate feedback and to take that and receive it and learn from that. My goodness, what's that like? Well, it's great. And then you got to keep going with it, right? Like, okay, so you check back in another uh, a month later and, and see if there's improvement. But I have, I think, it, you know, feedback is just breakfast of champions, man, for, yeah. for growth. Well, absolutely. All right. So what's the final thought you'd, you'd want to share with the dads who are listening? Oh, <laughs> pretty much just wrapping up what I just, just said is uh, ask for feedback, check in. Well, and, and, and this, the amount of time that you spend isn't necessarily the key to this. It's the disconnected amount of time with them, the focused priority, uh, no distractions, no cell phones, no computers, you give them that attention for 15 to 30 minutes and you've got their soul. But, you know, it's just thinking that, hey, I spend so much time with my kids. I'm spending kid time with them on a weekend, eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, all day, but you're completely connected to something else. That's not quality time. No, you're just That's in the not same room. Connected time. I, right. it, it is, and I don't know the direct correlation of actual time, but I'm saying like the difference between, oh my gosh, I was just with my kids for eight hours today. I spent all kinds of time versus I gave them 20 minutes of direct disconnected time mm -hmm. between me and them, mm -hmm. my personal belief is way more powerful. Yeah. We had uh, a couple episodes ago, and if you're listening and haven't heard this episode, you should go back. Um, I talked to Jay Papstan, who, as you know, is the co-author of The One Thing and many other books, and we talked about living a big life. And what Jay told me in that one was, that and, and he said, you know, the numbers may not be exactly right. He didn't have it right in front of him. And yet he believes that the data he saw said that 75% of the time that we have with our kids is from birth until 18. And then 18 and beyond is only 25% of the time that we as parents get with our kids. And he just talked about being really purposeful during that 75%, those first 18 years. You've got a son who's going to, you know, as a normal kind of tradition is going to be leaving in two years and a daughter is going to be leaving in four years. And, you know, whether they go to college or get jobs or whatever they do, they may be gone from your house and the amount of time you get with them is drastically reduced. And, and that's what you're saying. If you're going to be together, uh, let's be together and not just in the same place. Let's let's actually be together. I think that's the takeaway. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. That, that's it. And, uh, and it takes a lot of work, man. It is not easy. It, it takes a lot of work and a lot of patience and a lot of caring. And, and, it, and it's worth it. That's well, what I the, will say. It, it's it is. It. Yeah. It's the toughest and most rewarding opportunity presented to a human. And, um, you know, you guys, you and you and your wife are doing a great job. And I think you've added a lot of value to the people who listen today. So, Craig, I appreciate you so much. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. All right. Appreciate you, too, James. So many lessons in that one. You know, are we listening to our kids? Are we talking to them? Are we engaged with them? You know, they went through a lot. And if you if you listen to the the move to Austin, 
you know, they have really had to communicate with the kids about, hey, yeah, we're actually here to stay and uh, and really listen and have some patience with them. And I think that um, we could all use that from time to time. And then finally, what is it that's important to you that you've been thinking about forever for th- that for some reason you are you've been saying you just can't do it yet? Well, they're proving to you that you can do it. You don't have to wait. If it's truly important to you, you'll find a way and you can learn so many things through it with your kids. So anyway, that's our conversation for today. And I trust that it added value to you, that it helped you. And I want to thank you for listening. You know, if you've enjoyed it, would you share it with someone who should listen? Just just take the link and, and, and share it to them so they can hear it too. Or you could post this link on your social media pages so others could find it. And then if you would, follow us on social media as well. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're super easy to find. Just search Positively Dad. And then if you would rate us and write a review wherever you're listening. Five stars are our favorite. And then if you'd write a review too, I'd really appreciate that as well so that others can find out about this Positively Dad journey. And then make sure you check out our episodes on Monday. You know, if this is your first uh, podcast that you've listened to, it's our 51st episode. So there's plenty of them for you to go out and listen to. Go back and, and, and listen to some of the conversations we've had. And I'd love your feedback. So let me know what you think. And then finally, if you'd like to be a guest on one of our Dad Talk episodes, just reach out to me through social media or send me an email, james at positivelydad.com, and we'll have you on. So I want to thank you again for listening. I wish you all the best. I'm James Shaw. We'll see you next time on Positively Dad. Bye-bye.